Adelaide United family, we are here for another episode of the Pitch Podcast. It's Jared. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's been a, a fascinating couple of weeks. We went over to Perth to take on the glory. We got a point out of them. Then Melbourne City came over and they said, hey, here's two goals. And we said, you know what? We're just going to wait for a while and then we're going to score a couple of goals. And we got a point from them. We're preparing to take on Brisbane this weekend before we are back for the original rivalry. That is talking about the Isuzu Ute A-League men's competition. But let's turn our attention to our A-League women because the Pitch Podcast is about celebrating the uh, Adelaide United family, which is amazing. And uh, today we are going to speak to someone who has been part of the Adelaide United family since they were 17 years of age. Isabel Hodgson, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. You know you are our first guest uh, representing our A-League women's side on the Pitch Podcast. So first of all, how are you feeling about that? Uh, Honoured. Just It's an absolute honour to be here. Um, no, but feeling really good. Happy to chat with you. Looking forward to it. Let's quickly talk about the A-League men's results to yes. start off with because our season in the A-League women hasn't started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting to say the least, obviously. We go over to Perth, um, all the talk about Daniel Sturridge, and it appears that Daniel Sturridge only stepped onto the pitch in that game because it was a sellout in Perth. I saw over the past couple of days on social media, basically um, he didn't travel for their last game. And right. then there's all this conjecture that he didn't want to like travel for four hours. Yeah, I and, think like, I saw that on Twitter somewhere. That's it, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but then the owner of um, the Glory said, no, 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 we needed to uh, celebrate the fact that he signed, so mm-hmm. we'll put him on the park even though he's right. not fit. So uh, we get a point against them. Cassini scores, which is great. And then we play against City on the weekend at Cooper Stadium, which mm-hmm. looked amazing. It felt amazing being back. Um Andrew Naboot scores a ridiculous goal, mm-hmm. which he's done before, but then Morky gets a tap-in off a, a miss from Cassini, and then Ben Halloran chips the keeper and um, decapitates the corner flag. Yeah, that so. corner flag is done. Way <laughs> to keep it to the end as well. Kept us all on our feet. We've got to right ask to about that. Minute. Is there a fine if someone hurts a corner flag? Like, do the players get charged? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in my team do that, but I'm sure the men get fined. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So it was a, it was quite interesting, mm. but to have football back at Cooper Stadium, which is great. And and you're familiar with playing at Cooper Stadium because you scored on Cooper Stadium. Yes. And uh, the A-League women's side have at least one doubleheader. I think we've got three this year. How yeah. excited are you to get back? Because the off-season is a very long time. It's a very long time. I think you forget how long it is till you're in the middle of it. But, yeah, Looking forward to it, and three games is going to be great. The more we can get out there and play at Coopers, the better it is for us as a team, for sure. Last year, for me as a supporter of Adelaide United's A-League women's side, it was it, it felt frustrating and it felt mm-hmm. like a fair bit of unfinished business because we had – I spoke to Adrian at the start of the season, and I think the frustrating thing about playing football in general is that – we as a club are there to develop young talent with the expectation that they will be recruited mm-hmm. by overseas mm-hmm. clubs to get bigger opportunities. So we start the year by announcing Dylan Holmes as skipper, then she goes overseas. Mm-hmm. Charlie goes overseas um, and they, they you know get the opportunity to play for Matildas, which is awesome, right? Yeah, which is the goal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But then we get to the back end of the season. Um, obviously, Georgia misses a game and then Chelsea hurts herself. So... There's so many things going against us and we miss out on the finals by a point or something. By so, a goal, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you feel throughout the season? Yeah, look, I think when we started the season, we, we went into it thinking our goal is to make finals. Um, the club hasn't done that before and that is 100% our goal. Um, we get halfway through the season and we're easily going to make that goal. We're like, that's easy, let's win the whole thing. That's our new goal, we're going to win it. And I think when the season gets harder and it gets tighter and we're looking, we're like, no, we're still going to make finals, we're still going to make finals. And then... 
to do everything we could. We won that game at Coopers. We needed to win that game in order to make finals. That was and a ner- nervy game. Nervy well. game. Like to go down one nil, knowing that you needed to win to yeah. make finals. But and then missing out by one goal is just. It's heartbreaking because you think about one goal in any game of the whole year. Oh, man, there were a, a, lot, a lot at Martin yeah, as well where exactly. we had opportunities and <laughs> like and one-on-ones like, oh. with a key part and we're like, oh, my god! Literally, and it's like, oh, and that's what did it for us is, is one goal. So I think that's on everyone's mind. And this year it's we're going to put the goals away and we're going to make finals for sure. Because you can respond to that in a couple of different ways. You can be disappointed. Like it's, I think it's really hard as a as a professional, and I'm, I'm not an athlete, right, obviously, but – to say, yeah, we had a good season, but you'd almost be lying to yourself if you went, no, we have to be disappointed. We have mm. to let that fire burn inside us to allow us never to feel this way again. Absolutely. Yeah, we could be happy and say, look, we had one of the best seasons. We broke the record of attendance. We can be like, look at that, really happy. But deep down, we didn't reach our goal. Our goal was to make finals. So yeah. in the end, it is disappointing. And we've got to take that and know that going into the next games, especially this week, we've got to win straight away. Can't lose points. Like last year, our first game, we were winning and then we lost points. So that could have been, that could be the whole season for you. So it's really important to be ready from game one. Can you talk about some of the new faces that we will be seeing? Because obviously the squad from last year, it's very different. And that's the reality of football. Like yeah. we don't see Marushka here at the moment. Um, obviously Dylan, Charlie, Maria. Like you, you can go through probably five, six, seven players mm-hmm. that were, were key starters in our 11 that won't yeah. be here. So... We do recruit well, though, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the loss of Mushka is big. She was our centre-back, um, a great player, and Dylan the same. Um, Georgia Campagnoli is retired as well. So a lot of names that have been around for a while, Laura Johns, many years at the club, um, have all kind of finished or moved on like Dylan did. Um, but we're bringing in a lot of youth and a lot of spirit, which is good. Um, we've got a, still got a core group of players that have been playing for a while, which I think is important to try and keep something similar to last year to try and build on. But what we've brought in is great youth and they're, they're really excited to go. As a coach, uh, I'm always fascinated by Adrian just because of the person that he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, without knowing him too well, um, I feel he's quite fatherly. And I think that's because I'm I'm a dad mm-hmm. and I can kind of see that. I'm the father of daughters. Mm-hmm. So I can obviously see that the way that you connect as a coach – especially when you're taking care of women. It's not a cookie cutter, here's how you coach. You need to really take the time to understand the people behind Mm -hmm. the athlete. Um, What are some of his strengths? Definitely that. Um, His strength of treating us more than just um, people on the field that he has to move around. He knows our strengths. He's been around for a while. You know, he was the assistant under Ivan before he got the head role, which means for a majority of us, he's known us for almost three years, which is which is a big amount of time in football for coaches. It's not every day you get to know a coach for that long. Um, and that's definitely a strength of his is he knows all his players inside out. He knows what works for them. He knows who needs to be yelled at and who doesn't. Um, and that's what really helped us this year. And I think the biggest thing he has is he really believes we can win this thing. Deep down, he knows that, and that projects out to us when we go out onto the field. I wanted to ask you about women's football because, as, as I mentioned, you've been part of the, the system since you were 17. Mm. We, I think I'm, I'm really excited for my daughters getting to your age because the opportunities that are being presented to women in sport now will be normal. It won't mm. be here's something new and shiny this is just going to be part of life, yeah. which is normal, right? You have a look at the, um, the the playing shirt, which we've got here. So we've got a sponsor on the front with SA Power Network. So we've got Flinders University on board. This is normal now, mm. but it hasn't always been that way. Mm-hmm. And 
for you who's been involved for so long, um, I'm sure there's been challenging times where you would be thinking, uh, hold on, we're training just as hard, Mm -hmm. we're committing just as much mentally and physically, but we're not playing in front of the fans that the men are. Mm -hmm. We are not getting the same uh, support commercially. Now, I can say this now because right now I feel the club's in the best position it's ever been in and the most inclusive it's been in. Absolutely, yeah. But the club and specifically football in general has not always been so welcoming to women. Definitely not, no. Can you talk us through the tough times and how it's led to the good times now? Yeah, well, to go back to when I was 17 um, and first signed, nobody was paid. You weren't even paid petrol money to get to training so everything was out of pocket um obviously they paid for your flights to go places um but you didn't get paid anything extra um I was in year 11 at the time so I didn't really bother me I just thought it was cool to be there you know I was happy with whatever uh year 12 rolls around get signed again happy no money whatsoever nothing comes from it similar thing and then you start to think okay if I'm going to put this much effort in when I'm no longer in school and I need to have a job and make money Am I wasting my time, you know, training so much without getting paid and knowing that if I was a boy, this would be completely different. And that's what kind of hurt the most, knowing that the only thing that's different between us is our gender. You know, the time we, we, we train is the exact same. Our game goes the exact amount of minutes. We, you know, we're wearing the same colours and the only thing that was different was our gender. It drove me mad. But, you know, and then fast forward to now, you know, a-League women, not just the W-League. That is such a big moment for us to be like, we are actually on the same level as you guys. Yes, maybe we don't bring in as much money or not as big as you boys, but we're still here and we still play great football and we kind of showed that at the Coopers game. We said, come and watch us and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And they came and I, I reckon they enjoyed themselves. Do you feel that um, like over the past decade that sometimes it's been a bit tokenistic where it's really well and good on social media to say yeah we as a society support women's football but then there's a follow-up of actually going well how Mm -hmm. like show it it's all well and good to say yeah here we are we support it but again the the destination that we're at now and it's only just beginning and it's Mm -hmm. taken a very long time and it shouldn't have but if you think about the little things so I think of Adelaide United as a club I, I think the club feels so together with everybody um and that is through things like your playing kits, right? So you're wearing the same playing kits as the men are, as in the different styles of playing kits. Sponsorship, you're all part of it at season launch, the MVP, Mm -hmm. um, photo shoots and everything. That never used to be the way, but it genuinely feels like it's it's where we should be. And and a perfect example of where women's football is at is the over 35,000 people going to watch the Matildas against uh, the United States. On a rainy Saturday Saturday night or something. That's exactly right. Still. Yeah, and it, it feels like to me that the the Matildas are, you know, the real golden child of Australian sport at the moment, that if you were going to have a Matildas match clashing with a Socceroos match, I would really feel that the Matildas would have more attendance and have people really buying into it because we have such incredible youth but also amazing athletes. Look at look at Sam Kerr mm-hmm. over the past 24 yeah. hours. It's it's incredible. It's it's. Unbelievable, and they're really paving the way. You know, they're the top tier of football in Australia for women, and that's it's paving the way for for the A League women as well. You know, if they're that good, it makes people go, "Oh, where have they come from? Oh, they've come from A League women." Now let's have a look at that, and that really boosts us as well. The thing I love about the A League women as well is of how attacking it is. Like, I really feel, especially last season, there were a lot of games at Marden where 
it was basically crash and bash football, mm-hmm. which is really good. There's a lot of tactics and there's a lot of uh, obviously mind games playing on by the coaches, but the, it almost feels free. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that as a player? Definitely. And I definitely felt that this year, I'm um, sorry, last season more, was that that was one of the things that Sense kind of told us was that, you know, I believe in you. You go out there and play how you want to play. You play well. You know what our team kind of ideas are, but you go out there and do what you want to do. And that was how we played and that's how we scored so many goals and how we, we attacked so well, I think. Yeah, so you have a, a, a great, uh, basically your childhood into your teenage years, into your early adult years at Adelaide United, and then you go over to New South Wales for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk us through that experience and what you, why you ended up going over there? Yeah, so... <clears throat> Before I did that, I went to college for four years in the States. So I did four years overseas playing and studying. And I came back and I kind of was thinking what was the next step for me. Um, I looked at Sydney just because of the MPL level is a little bit higher than the SA level here, just purely because of the amount of people Sydney have. And a lot of the um, A-League women players play there in the off-season. So a lot of teams have five or six A-League women players in there in their teams. Um, so I did I did the move over there, which was great, um, and I loved it, and it was hard football every week. And then COVID came and shut it all down, so mm. I came home. <laughs> What's college like? Amazing. Yeah? yeah. Is, it, is it – we see uh, movies like Bring It On oh, and all yeah. these college Classic. movies, and we see <laughs> things on social media where the fans are ridiculous, um, mm. no matter what, it's just – it's like a mob mentality. Yeah. They, is, that, is it like yeah, that? Yeah, they live and breathe their college, which is... What college were you at? I was at East Tennessee State okay. University, yeah. So in Tennessee, which is going over, I thought, I don't think I have anything in common with anybody from Tennessee, but I loved every this minute in, of it. in Memphis, right? That Memphis is in Tennessee? It is, yeah. 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 I wasn't in Memphis, but that's, yeah. the, that's the capital, yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, their fans, you know, they, people who go to that school love their school and they love the sport you play for. If they know you play for this, you know, the school soccer team, they're just, they love it. So can you talk us through the process of how you end up getting to college? Do they basically go, hey, you're a good athlete, come over here on a scholarship and then do some study if you need to? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, They, you can do it multiple ways. You can go out yourself and try and find um, colleges and send your video out or you can find an agent to kind of do it for you, which I kind of did because I didn't really know anything about the college system. Um, and they pretty much just – they offer you to come and play firstly and they give you a scholarship. But in order to receive that scholarship, you do have to do something academically while you're there and keep a certain What'd you academic do? score. I actually did a major in theatre and a minor in um, radio, TV and film. Oh. So watch out. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> just kidding. They're actually very easy to do. It. I just press a button and talk. <laughs> so you're saying uh, theatrics, like stage shows and things like this? Yeah, so it's – Half of it was stage shows. Did you, you perform like in one? Yeah. What one did you perform in? I am. Um, I did Rent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty. Did you sing in it? Yeah. No way. Can you sing a little bit? No. <laughs> Go on, just just sing like a couple of words. No, maybe next time. Do you, have you seen The Greatest Showman? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that made me cry. That movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, I love it. I love um the reimagined soundtrack. It's really good. So basically, all of these artists just got the soundtrack and then yeah, yeah, it's good. I, think I did hear that. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it either, but I think um, you should. Well, if you sing, I'll sing. <laughs> okay, right. well, next time then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, New South Wales and then going over to Tennessee, how difficult is it leaving home? Difficult, for sure. Um, overseas is, is a whole different bowl game to New South Wales because if you want to go home, you go travel 27 hours and mm. it took me four flights to get to where I needed to get to. So, 
it was hard, um, you know, missing things like weddings and birthdays and Easter and family gatherings. It's it's hard. And to say that you weren't homesick is a lie because yeah. you are. But, you know, those negatives, they come with so many positives being over there. Um, you know, your team becomes your family um, and it, it makes it worth it in the end, you know, because now I look back and say I had four years in America and not a lot of people can say that, which is good i want to ask you a question about the fan day which i i loved the other day because Mm. um it was the second time that the a-league men and a-league women side have had a a training session together but what i love most about it is um having a look afterwards when the the players got the opportunity to meet the fans Mm -hmm. now this i think is another example of the togetherness of the club there weren't just people running around saying oh there's cassini yengi there's isa is there's stefan walk Mm -hmm. there are people going to the a-league women's side going here's my favorite player Mm -hmm. That, I think, is continually growing. And I think it must be a really good feeling for you guys because you're playing at the top level in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as this continues to grow, we will continue to grow into one of the better leagues in the world. Yeah. For people to know who you are, it must mm. it must make you feel that good and have that moment because you deserve to have moments where you go, yeah, hey, actually, people want my autograph, which is cool. I had that moment and I even – I went home and I told my mum, I was like, the weirdest thing happened, I was – my, I had little cousins there who were running around crazy, so I was trying to keep an eye on them. And this girl came up to me and goes, Izzy. And I was like, yeah, thinking like it was someone I knew. And she's like, hi, I just would like your autograph. And I was like, you know my name? I was like, sure. How does that make you feel? Is, oh. it, is it uncomfortable at first? Like you almost need to play it down and go, are you sure? Are you yeah, like, oh, I, I was literally like, I was first thinking, do I know you? Have I met you before? And yeah, I've yeah. forgotten your name. But she was like, no, I've just watched you play. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, okay, I'll give you an autograph. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's and still was like weirdest, weirdest thing, yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of those stories that happen on those fan days. I remember speaking to Dylan when she was she was basically announced to Skipper that mm, day yeah. two years ago. And then she had a, a, a photo of uh, her at a fan day years and years, yeah. years ago. <laughs> but um, what I love about women's football at the moment is the opportunity being presented for young Australians to actually wear that Matilda shirt. Oh, and it's, it's not just, hey, you're going to get there because it looks good we've got a young person playing it's people getting opportunity um and with the women's world cup coming to australia in the next 12 months mm. i'm sure it's really exciting for you because it's a it's an opportunity for everybody in australia to even be more connected to women's football but then mm-hmm. there's always going to be opportunities for your sport to grow but individually for your performance to grow and to put yourself on display yeah absolutely and i think that world cup being here is just going to boost the a-league women again because once people start seeing it on tv and in their own backyard they start to think about you know, the local leagues that are playing here, and that's just going to boost us for sure. The hard thing about football, which I think a lot of casual observers don't understand, is that um, Adelaide is a temporary destination if you want to excel in your career, mm. and that's that's the unfortunate reality. The great thing is people come back. You yes. look at SAS, SAS comes back, and we've got so many people that have done that, that have mm. gone and done what they needed to do and come back to the A-League men or A-League women. Mm. For you, what is the goal? Where would you like to end up? I think... My goal for right now is to try and play overseas for a bit while I can. Um, I think I had such a great time in the States and I think while I'm young and it's something I can do, um, I definitely want to try and get over to Europe and try and play and try and get as best of a player as I can. Um, But, yeah, that's the goal. Do you think people like Sam Kerr are really helping that? You can see the way that she performs. But what she does, it doesn't just help uh, the performance of obviously her career. But it makes people look closer at Australia and go, wow, because mm-hmm. it was, what, two, three years ago she was playing p- for Perth Glory against Adelaide yeah. United. Two years ago she was at Martin putting a header in the back of the net. And that's I was like, it. Oh, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and, and now she's <coughs> in, at Chelsea just killing it. It's unreal. Yeah, it's, and it's good to be like, you know, when you show where you've been playing, they look at it and say, oh, 
A-League women. Oh, that's where, you know, Sam Kerr is or Ellie Carpenter or, yeah. you know, all of these great players. Oh, that's where they played. And that kind of shows that we are a really good level when we do produce produce good soccer players. So for uh, uh, women's football in Australia, where, where does this need to go? The journey continues, right? Mm-hmm. So can you talk us through your kind of weekly structure on how this looks like on and off the pitch in pre-season at the moment? Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be training, but are you, are you working as well? I am working, yep. yeah. So we usually train five, six nights yep. with a game in there at the moment just for pre-season, uh, recovery day. And then I usually work usually three of the days. I do part-time work with people with disabilities, so I do little bits of work here and there. But it is hard to juggle it all, but I'm lucky now to be able to only have part-time work. I know a lot of girls in our team are still in high school or still at full-time uni, so that makes it a lot more difficult, but... For me, I've got the balance. The balance. Excuse good. me. You're dying. Are you okay? No, I'm okay. I've been. I'm double vaxxed. It's <laughs> okay, okay. Cool. Just it's checking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I wouldn't be allowed around this area if I was. Um, so that that's, I guess, a goal then to to reach a destination where full time athlete is. Absolutely. We need yeah. to be. If that's if that's what I could do, and you know, the only thing I have to worry about during the day is being ready for training. That would be a goal for sure, and not have to worry about working or anything behind the scenes. Okay. Um, what do you do off the field? What sort of music do you listen to? Television shows, movies? What are you streaming? All this kind of stuff. So, such a good question. I actually just started um, a new Netflix series. Um, is it, you probably have seen it, a Colin in black and white or? I don't know. What do you mean I would have oh, seen it? I don't it? know. It's about an NFL player. No, I don't really like the NFL. Okay. No. So, well, I mean, don't assume it, yeah. things, all okay, right? I was just in a sport. <laughs> I don't know. But I've just started that, which is good. But Okay. Music, I listen to the craziest variety of music because I'm into musical theatre, which you've just now learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my Spotify will jump from, like, a show tune to, like... What's your go-to show tune? That rhymes. What's your go-to show tune? All right, that's... Yeah, I'm a rapper. Here we go. Um, I don't know. What is my go-to? I have, like, a whole just playlist that I pump yep. in the car, and that would be, like, on the way to training, and I'm just listening to, like... I love that. This is us, Gage Brothers. This is me, greatest show. This is me, great. Ki- Kiala Settle. And have you watched the video of her auditioning that yes, in front of Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Unreal. Oh, unreal. She's unreal. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, and movies? What's the last movie you saw? Oh, the new one on Netflix, um, Red Notice. Ryan Reynolds yeah. in The Rock. I watched that on the weekend. It's really good. Yeah, it's decent. I was surprised how he's good very, it was. He's so dreamy, Ryan Reynolds. But Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. What's her name? Yeah. Gal. Gal. Yeah. She's um also um very good looking. Pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's not just pretty, like I reckon she would also be like, you know what, let's just stay in our trackies today and yeah. um get some Uber Eats and yeah, maybe yeah. watch that NFL show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna watch it now, you'll love it. I definitely will. Okay, so let's do some fan questions. Um, because we are very appreciative of your time and thank you everybody for getting involved. On social media, you can follow Adelaide United uh, as we build up to our first A-League women's match and the A-League men are taking on victory um, on the 11th of December, the original rivalry. Here are the fan questions with Izzy Hodgson. Uh, Brooke Nicole wants to know, what made you want to start playing football? Um, Well, my cousin and my sister did it when I was five, so I decided to do it. Very nice. The worst answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, we'll blame Brooke Nicole for the question. No <laughs> um, at Sienna Doc, okay, what was it like growing up as a gay female footballer? Ooh, well, how long, yeah. Um, you can talk for as long as you want, honestly. <laughs> no, it was good. Um, I mean, I think we've noticed now there is a very big difference between the women's and men's game after 
um, Josh having to, not having to, but coming out um, and being something that he needed to do in the men's football world. I think in the women's football world, that's not really something you have to do. I think there is many players that are gay and have always been gay and have always been very open about it, um, which I think made it very easy for me to grow up. Um, soccer was always a safe place for me because there was people like me around me and I always felt like I was comfortable to be myself. So it was always great for me. I want to ask a follow-up question mm-hmm. from Sienna's. The empathy that you would have had for Josh, mm-hmm. for being as courageous as he was, but also um, understanding the environment that he may have been in previously before coming to the club. Yeah. Um, for, for me, like hearing the, I guess, seeing how free he is now and then that that obviously shows how free he didn't feel prior. Yeah. I'm sure you would empathise with that. As you said, like in, in a lot of women's sport, it's it's common mm-hmm. and that's it should be welcomed. But yeah. with men, it was such a big deal because it just, it was so uncommon for it to happen. Yeah, it was, it was strange for me to like, to hear that for him soccer wasn't a safe place, obviously, until now. Yeah. Whereas um, for me, and I'm assuming a lot of girls like me, um, that soccer was their safe place or their sport was their safe place. So, you know, you feel sorry for him to not have not have felt like that because that's how I've always felt. Um, but it's just great to see him now with all the support that he's got. Um, it's fantastic and it's it's just so good for you know, gay people everywhere and gay people in every sport and every gender, they just they need to know that sport is welcoming to everyone and so long as you play, have fun. And, and as I said, like when with my daughters, one's five and one's almost one, when they're 15 and 11, it's going to be the norm mm-hmm. again. It's not going yeah. to be we need to have a milestone moment where someone's been courageous enough to do this. Because, yeah. And that it excites me that mm. – the, the opportunities for people of all different walks of life from different ethnicities and stuff will be part of just one human being group. Yeah. And it just sucks that we've had to go through all this, like people being trapped inside themselves <laughs> yeah. because of a really judgmental and shit world at yeah. times. And ideally in the, you know, how much it's changed from 10, 15 years ago to now yeah. is crazy. So the hope for the future is, is so high. You just really hope that, you know, it gets to, 10 years time and no one has to come out ever and it's just acceptable to do whatever they want. Exactly. <laughs> As parents, honestly, like I, I love that um, we, we have a lot of, of gay friends, men and women, and I love that because if my daughters uh, decide that that's uh, their life choice, mm. I love being comfortable with it to go, that's awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, I love you, you're my daughter. That's yeah. our relationship, you're my daughter. It's, it's the best. So to have role models like you, is um, it makes me very happy. Um, here's a social media handle. You must make one four eight six three eight. You you mutsmik. U m u t s m. You Okay, who do you look up to in life? You try and say. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Get past that handle. Um, who do I look up to in life? Um, I think that's changed a lot as you grow up. You know, when you're younger, it's whoever's great at soccer at the time. I think I love Tim Cahill. He was flying when I was younger. Yep. Um, and obviously now, you know, my perspective of life has changed, but I think the people I look up to the most, pretty cliche, but I'm going to say my parents. It's not cliche, man. Like, they're great. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, Adwisizetzatine. <laughs> U-D-Y-C-Z-Satine. Adwisizetzatine. Um, have you ever played in an all-boys team? I haven't. I played at a boys' club. Yeah, because then it wouldn't be an all-boys team. It would be a 
like it would be a boy and girl. Boys yeah, and girl team. but yeah. my first club I played at when I was seven or eight was Western Strikers. And yep. at the time there was two females and we were both in the same team and she was my best friend at the time. So okay. a little bit all boys, but there was another girl and myself. So <laughs> This is from um, Aliyah Chiman. Who's the toughest opponent you've come up against? Toughest? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to say Sam Kerr. Like when she played at Perth, that was just, I remember just being like in awe, but also like, oh no, i got to try and stop you now. Yeah. Which is, do you ever do jersey swaps? Like do you try to swap shirts with players? I wish we could stare down the barrel. Well, this is the, this, is, this, is, this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing because I saw um, Cassini do it with Jamie McLaren the other night, right? But, but no, but there's a follow-up. There's a follow-up. <laughs> I think Cassini, like, I think I heard the comment, you got to pay for that. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> yeah. the case. But look, like, if it was if it was Kerr's jersey, I would pay still for it. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> if you play against Sam Kerr, yeah. um, give her your top and I'll just give you this one. Yeah, cool, perfect. Done, easy. Nice. Um, at underscore Tiger Jones underscore, which boots are your favourite? Ooh, do I get a sponsorship from this? Let's um, find out. <laughs> I wear Nike Tiempos and I always have, always will. So if anyone wants to buy me Nike Tiempos. Thank you. We would also like to thank UCAN, which yes, is our yes. apparel sports, uh, sponsor of Adelaide United. <laughs> um, Josh Nacker wants to know, what's the first thing you do after a game? Drink so much water. Water. And okay. Powerade or Everlast. Everlast. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I drink Soul Good, sparkling water. Everlast. Cut that. From the- this came from... Um, GL, who uh, is a fantastic part of the media team at the club, the taste of this water, he has obviously gone down to the pat next to the skate park and just put the glass right to the bottom of it where the bottom feet of fish are. And he's like, hey, try this. Does it taste weird? And I'm like, it tastes like um, human remains. So thank you. I can note that Everlast tastes great. Yeah, okay. Does anyone do like nervous um, toilets before a game? I Everyone. do that when. It, oh yeah. Uh, we're like half a time we're late coming out to the tunnel because there's only one toilet in the Martin change room. Yeah. There's Fifteen girls that are nervous. Yeah. Those Martin that Martin setup's a bit strange as well. They basically lock everyone out, pull the cage yeah. across, then you go through. Um, mm-hmm. This is not a question. It's just a statement from Izzy Carniero. Isabel is so awesome and he's the best. So cool. Yes, Queen. <laughs> Oh, thanks. thanks. That's my favourite one so far. Yeah, good one. Um, Costa Yarich oh. uh, wants to – did I say Yarich, right? Is it Yarich or Yarich? You don't know. It means on your Costa, coaching staff. Yes. Wants to know who's your favourite teammate. Uh, well, I did see there was a Twitter war over this, so I'm going to have to say Mel Mullen. Um, She's that's not, I'm not being forced to say that. Oh, really? <laughs> Would you ransom to it? Okay. Um, Max Burford from Channel 10 oh. doing a great job. Um, and he's always supporting you, favourite sibling, including mm. any brothers-in-law, which, um, here we go. Go on, Maxie, go on. I think it, I'll say it's George Burford. Nah, I better oh. say Max. Max hey, <laughs> he Ma- won't be happy if I say his brother. Max has got a beautiful head of hair. It makes me really jealous. He's a really good-looking guy. Don't tell him that. Okay. He doesn't need any more. Yes, but he's uh, about to marry my sister, so. Welcome to the, the family. family. Yes. <laughs> if you need to, uh, anyone to cater for the wedding, you should have some of this. Yes, water. and Everlast. <laughs> um, Everlast is great, by the way, it and is. you could have given me an Everlast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, how do we follow you on the socials? Um, Isabel Hodgson, I think, is that's it. I believe that's my Instagram. Yep. You're on Twitter? Yeah, Isabel Hodgson12. You're on TikTok? 
Izzy underscore Hodgson. Okay, well, see, there's three different ones. That was really hard. I was like, I actually don't know what my hand you was. Did a great job. <laughs> it's Isabel Hodgson. You I did a great. My mine used to be uh, Jared Walsh on everything, but then I deleted Instagram because oh, no. I um I met LeBron James, so I I had a photo and then I deleted my socials because I'm like. No photo is ever going to beat this. Is, yeah, and so then fair. I got it back, but someone took Jared Walsh. So now you're like Jared Walsh one two nine um, seven Walsh Jared, or oh. I'm like a mutter some yeah. one <laughs> I think four. That's what happened to this man? <laughs> yeah, uh, Izzy, this has been great. Uh, remind everybody how they can get to your first home game, please, in the A League Women. Don't say, "Oh yeah, get an Uber or drive." Give us the game details. Oh, I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yes, we are playing um, Canberra. Is that the first time game, game, isn't it? Yep, keep yeah. going. On the 12th? I don't actually know. I just go to the game when I have to be told. We also have Melbourne a doubleheader on the 23rd, first, so. which is very yes. exciting. The doubleheader is going to be amazing here at Cooper Stadium. Um, uh, I've loved spending some time getting to know you, and I'm sure all of the uh, Adelaide United family would as well. So thank you for your honesty, um, and thanks for everything that you've done for the club so far. It's amazing, your journey, and the great thing is because you are so young, it is just starting. So um, keep doing you, and you get to sign this shirt now, and then Ooh. at the end of the season, we will give it away. So you're the first A-League women's Do I player. on the back the front. I'll just do it on the front. Okay. Um, so this is amazing. So as I said, have a look at Adelaide United social media, all the details for ticketing as well for our very first home game in the A-League women and also for our A-League men as we take on victory on the 11th. And thank you to everybody for your understanding over the past couple of weeks with Cooper Stadium. We know that it's been challenging with COVID and everything else going around it, but we know that the first home game um, a couple of nights ago against City was massive and your support and patience it makes us really really grateful to have you as the best fans in the a-league men in the a-league women in the a-league youth and one day i might play a-league masters who knows i'm over 35 so great (laughs) izzy thank you so much thanks for having me